0: As at large, probably.
1: They're one and three in quad one, two and one in quad two, and had three quad three losses.
2: That's what concerns me. Yeah. If I'm on, yeah.
0: They're at South Florida tonight, and they're ahead right now. And uh, South right Florida's
1: now. a hell of a team too. My boy Abdul Rahim, is a hell of a fucking coach.
0: Yeah, they've had a great season too. Um, they're tied in first for the for the conference. With Charlotte, yeah. So,
1: okay. I wanted to put on here. Bradley beat Illinois State. Bradley is like really going under the radar because of how good Indiana State and Drake are in the Missouri Valley. They're seventeen and six. Bradley with the win over Utah
2: State. Like they, they're a good team. And then, okay. Let's see. Appalachian
1: State won. James Madison won. Appalachian State not only has a win over Auburn, but they're 19-4, and four, and James Madison has a win over Michigan State, they're 20-3. and three. These are obviously the two best teams in the Sun Belt, and Bradley, Drake, and Indiana State are clearly the three best teams in the Missouri Valley. Which of these conferences have a better shot at a two-bid league?
0: I think that it's Missouri Valley. Because um, right now... I mean, Indiana State might be uh, at large bid team.
2: I agree with that. And
0: and, uh, you know, Drake or Bradley could easily win that conference tournament. Um, Great basketball game between Drake and Indiana State too Saturday.
2: Yep, I I have that
1: as well. We could talk about that now if we won. Indiana State, it does concern me in terms of them getting at large bid if they don't win the conference tournament because I do want to see two of those three teams, and I want to see Indiana State in with either Bradley or Drake, so I'm really pulling for the Missouri Valley to be a two-bid league, but to answer my question, I think Sunbelt might have a better shot of a two-bid league because they have wins over Michigan State and Auburn. Like The wins are better than Indiana State's wins. And that, Yeah, that's- and that's
0: true for, for App State. I mean, Auburn might be a two-seed in the tournament.
1: And App State is undefeated in quads one and two. They're three and oh in quads one and two, but they do have three quad three losses and one quad four loss. But
2: I mean, they're what 20 and four, 19 and four. Yeah. And I will note they lost two of the first three games, bad losses. But other than that, they're 18 and two. In every other game essentially. So okay, yeah, I, I think I
1: wanna I wanna see all those teams in the tournament. Obviously, we're not gonna get all of them. But and that's before we even factor in the SoCon, who obviously has Sanford, who's 20 and 3. And Western Carolina. And I mean, that's another loaded mid-major conference as well that we haven't even discussed. Um, San Diego State beat Utah State. I know there's a whole bunch of um Mountain West games tonight. But yeah, San Diego State gets a Massino win. Utah State with our guy Darius Brown is what, 19-3, I think. And I know we talked about this the other day. I still don't know how many bids the Mountain West gets. I mean, everyone's obviously clamoring for six. I think Utah's the R team. Or Nevada is the R team out. I think the other five might get in because I don't know who to leave out of the other five.
0: Yeah, and Nevada might beat Utah State tonight. They need to They're be. They're ahead right now.
2: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, in terms of San Diego State, Colorado State, Utah State, New Mexico, and Boise – I can't envision any of those five teams not getting in.
0: Yeah. They make
2: more vision than the ACC.
0: They deserve more.
2: Yeah, I agree. So
1: Kansas beat Houston. It was the second time ever they were home underdogs under Bill Self. Obviously, Kansas killed them. Um, These are probably – these are most likely, I think we could agree, the two best teams in the Big 12. Which of these
2: teams have a better shot of winning the title? Kansas or Houston?
0: I think maybe. <clears throat> I think Kansas, just because Kansas plays good defense. Um, they play good defense. They have veteran leadership, continuity. They have the better coach. Um, I think that. And I'm not crazy about Kansas, but that was a really impressive win they had over Houston. Which you know, Kansas is supposed to win at home against Houston, I think, even though they were the the Vegas dogs or whatever. Um, and I think that that you know, kind of one of the signs of a good coach. We talked about it with St. John's earlier, is how these teams are getting better as the year goes on. Like you're like. You know, you think that your team is going to play better and mesh better and your bench is going to get stronger and stuff like that as the season goes on. And that's something I've been seeing from Kansas. Um, so, yeah, I think Kansas has the best chance of winning in March.
1: So, Kansas, we didn't even mention, lost to Kansas State in overtime yesterday. Jerome Tang is now 11-0 and as uh, Kansas State's coach in overtime. Um, I... One is, say, Houston has a better shot at winning all because they have better guards and backcourt play. But the fact that Kansas, against every team except probably Purdue, has the two best players in the game. And if they don't have the two best players in the game and Dickinson and McCullough, they're going to have two of the three best, undoubtedly. So that's where Kansas scares the hell out of me.
2: Um, Real quick, I just looked at the score of Dayton and St. Joe's. St. Joe's was up four at half.
1: Halfway through the second half, Davis outscoring St. Joe's 29-8. to
0: eight. Wow. Up seven.
1: Yeah. Dayton is phenomenal. But, okay, UCF beat Oklahoma. Don't have much to say about that, except Oklahoma's playing BYU right now. They're up seven with nine minutes left, but they're starting to find themselves on the wrong side of the bubble, Oklahoma. And good for UCF. They obviously joined the...
2: Big twelve for football reasons, but they're starting to hold their own in terms of um basketball play in the Big Twelve. Then we have AM beat Florida. A and M needed that win so badly.
1: I'm still super high on the A&M team. I'm assuming you are as well. Um but they they needed that win to, you know, even get into the tournament at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm high on the A&M team. I'm still I'm still riding with you on AM. Um There are another one that has a brutal schedule to end the season in the uh, in the SEC, but I don't. I mean, there's no team that I really feel like Texas A&M can't play with, like in the whole country. I think. Yeah. So. Um, they may be
2: the most unpredictable team.
0: Yeah, they might they might give like somebody a terrible matchup as an eight seed this year.
1: Yeah, just like they did last year. But last year, I think they lost to the Penn State in round one, didn't they? If I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. But okay. VCU beat Richmond, who Richmond was undefeated in the A ten, which of course the second I mentioned it to you, that Chris Mooney needs more love as national coach of the year, they were projected, I think, as the nine or the tenth ten nine or tenth place in the preseason eight ten ball. And obviously they were eight and zero in eight ten play. Western Carolina lost, as we just talked about the So SoCon. Is Vontarius Wolbright an NBA player?
0: I think he's going to be a great G League player.
1: I was going to say, I envision him going undrafted and signing a two way and, you know, always being like one of those, like a Mac McClung type, like a borderline guy.
0: Journeyman. I can see him like coming up and scoring 35 points for the Nets.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. And again, he's a hell of a rebounder for a guard as well. Um, Grand Canyon
1: is now twenty-one and two. In the event Grand Canyon doesn't
2: win the whack, are they getting that large bid? They're twenty-one and two.
0: I mean, you would think they've had some great wins too. Uh but that conference is not very strong outside of Grand Canyon. Or typically, well, it's been kind won. of a tough conference.
1: The one 1-1 one in Quad 1, 3-1 in Quad 4. The one Quad 1 win was against San Diego State.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, they don't have a whole lot left to do for the rest of the season. They should win every game for the rest of the season. Um, Which,
2: they're lucky was-
1: that Seattle loss is now a Quad 2 loss. It was a Quad 3 loss at the time they lost us. So if that stays a Quad 2 loss, that should help them immensely.
0: Yeah. I mean, second place in that conference is Tarleton State, and they blew them out when they played for the first time.
1: Yeah. Grand Canyon is like... Like, I remember a few years ago, Loyola Chicago, before they moved to the A-10, like their first run when they played Miami in the first round and they made it to the Final Four. I was high on them as 11 seed, I think they were. This Grand Canyon team I'm going to have in, like, the National Championship, dude. Like, I... I think they're that good.
0: Yeah, they are. It's a good it's a good roster. Well coached. Um I watched got to watch them a few times this season. And um <clears throat> that San Diego game was impressive. Um I played a great game against San Francisco. They hung in there with South Carolina. Yeah.
2: They and South Carolina was one of the two losses, them in Seattle, right? Yep, of yep. the two. Samford moves to 20 and three. As I said, the SOCON is an absolute
1: dogfight. Um, I'm just really intrigued to see how many of these teams end up, you know, at the illusion conference tournament. How many, like, let's say. Drake wins the Missouri Valley. Let's say Carlton State wins the WAC. And let's say Western Carolina wins the SoCon. How many of Indiana State, Grand Canyon, and Samford? Oh, and let's say Texas A&M, Corpus Christi wins and McNeese is out. Out of those four teams, how many of
2: them get out large bids?
0: I mean, maybe one.
2: I hope at least two.
0: No but you would hope too.
2: Yeah. You know, a
0: lot of things that depend on, like, you know, are they going to be able to, because, you know, who's going to be out? Like the fifth or sixth team from the Mountain West, maybe, or like the fifth team from the ACC, or the eighth or ninth team from the SEC. Like it's going to be, it's going to be difficult to kind of judge, especially, you know, if you've got some. Some teams that maybe aren't favored to win the big conferences that go on a run.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I would
1: hope between McNeese, Grand Canyon, Indiana State, and whoever the hell else I said, and Sanford, I'm hoping – I would love to see all four in, so hopefully they all just win the conference tournaments. But realistically, that's not going to happen. Not all four of them are going to win the conference tournaments. But uh, that's what I'm hoping for at least. So, okay, McNeese, speaking of them, they lost to Southeast Louisiana, and now they're 19-3. and
2: Utah beat Colorado. Both of these teams needed to win that game so badly. How many bids right now would you say the Pac-12 gets? <sighs> Oregon just lost to UCLA. Would it be crazy to say they get only two?
0: I don't know about crazy. Um, Unlikely, I think. Because Oregon, I think, deserves to be in a tournament. Um, There might be a three-bid league.
2: With Oregon...
1: Arizona and who? Either Utah or Colorado?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
1: Okay. Michigan State got it when they desperately needed. They beat Maryland. Michigan State all of a sudden is on the right
2: side of the bubble, I think, in terms of getting there. Um, Okay,
1: Cincinnati won in Texas Tech and finally gets a quad one win. Texas Tech has now lost two straight because they lost to TCU as well. I believe Texas Tech is playing Baylor tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look. They're playing Baylor. They're winning by five, but still the first half. So, I mean, Texas Tech's been phenomenal. But the most ironic part about it is that they're still good offensively. Given the Howard Grant-McCasson, you would think they'd have a dynamite defense. But McCassin yeah. really hasn't been
2: scoring the ball.
0: Yeah, I like Texas Tech.
2: So,
1: okay. Auburn wins at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has now lost two in a row to Auburn and to South Carolina. Is Auburn the best team in the SEC?
0: I think so. Better than Tennessee? I think that – I don't know. I think that maybe – Tennessee might be the more fear inspiring team in the SEC. Um when it comes down to uh I think they're probably built better for a tournament for a tournament team. But I think Auburn's gonna win the SEC.
2: So Tennessee okay, we we
1: already know the issue with Tennessee is are they gonna be able to score the ball at a high level when they need to. And yeah, they have Dodding Connect now, and that's a factor they never had. But if Dodding Connect goes cold,
2: they have an issue. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. FAU looked like they figured it out. They won
1: by 32 against Tulsa. They're now, I think, 20 and 4. Indiana State beat Drake. We already talked a little bit about that. UNC beat Duke. And UNC bounced back from the loss to Georgia Tech, but now, of course, they lost to Clemson. I mean, I don't know what to make of this UNC team because a week and a half ago, we were talking about them as the third-best team in the nation behind Purdue and UConn. I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm super high on Clemson. I'm not taking much stock into their loss, and I think the Georgia Tech loss was a one-off. So as long as they won that Duke game, I'm still pretty high on UNC. I just don't know if they're the third-best team in the country or not.
0: I don't think they're the third best team in the country but I think that um <clears throat> probably like you said Clemson is a is a better team than I think I mean we know how good they are you know I think maybe they don't get credit for as good of a team as they are because of some of the losses um I also think that UNC probably has a little bit of a hangover from that Duke game uh that was a tough game for for UNC even though – you know they kept a pretty decent lead for most of that game, especially in the second half. But um that was a hard that was a hard fought win for them. And I think that uh you know I'm sure it probably took a lot out of that team. Um But you could see you saw in that Duke game too, that where um you know Duke played a good game. I think Duke played their game. I think they got the game that they wanted as far as being able to shut down RJ Davis. And kind of control possessions, but uh, you know, what they didn't take into consideration is the way that bench showed up, the way the secondary scorer showed up. Uh, Harrison Ingram had probably the best game of his life. Um,
1: but that's why that's why I think UNC might be the third best team in the country because they have nights like that.
0: But the question is when they win,
1: they go in March in the
0: tournaments, right. So I don't know. I don't know what it takes to bring that team out. You know.
1: So Let's high see. point high point, we already talked about a little bit. They beat Presbyterian and they're now 20 and 4. Alan Huss has done such a good job with that program. Um high point's another team, obviously, I want to see in the tournament. Wake Forest blew out Syracuse, and now tonight they blew out Georgia Tech. They obviously stumbled a little bit. They started off great out of the gate. And then they stumbled a little bit in ACC play. Now, all of a sudden, Wake Forest looks like a legitimate tournament team. I like them. I like Hanno Salas a lot. I like Efton Reed a lot. I think this is a damn good team, Wake Forest.
0: Yeah, me too. Cam Hildreth, uh, Boopy Miller. they got a lot of players on this team that can score. Then Baylor
1: beat Iowa State. And as I said, Baylor's currently playing Texas Tech. I mean, there's no nights off in the Big 12. Like, Baylor? No is rewarded by beating Iowa State by then playing against Texas Tech the uh, next game. But shout-out to our guy, Ray J. Dennis. Tennessee beat Kentucky and dropped 103 points on them. If Tennessee, Tennessee, for my money, is the third-best team in the country behind Purdue and UConn. But the fact that Kentucky is letting a team like Tennessee score 103 points on them, that's not known for their defense or known for their offense, I mean, uh, that's why I'm still so concerned about Kentucky. Kentucky's lost how many now?
0: Florida offense. scored 94.
1: Yeah, but we know that offense is electric. Yeah. But let me see. I'm trying to find Kentucky. So Kentucky's lost
2: three of the last four and four of the last seven. They'll kill any Vanderbilt tonight. Bob Dillingham's having a monster game. They, on February
1: 10th, not only need to beat Gonzaga, but Gonzaga needs to find a way to go
2: into Rupp Arena and beat Kentucky so badly. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, that would be huge for them.
2: Then, otherwise, Kentucky plays Ole Miss. They play at Auburn, at LSU, home against
1: Alabama, at Mississippi State, home against Arkansas and Vanderbilt and at Tennessee. So they kind of got the – I mean, obviously – there's no nights off in the SEC either, but they got the majority of their like really tough games out of the way. Aside from at Tennessee to end the season, but yeah, Kentucky's really struggling right now in terms of just winning games.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, it's going to be a shootout most nights. Speaking Kentucky. of shootout, we can't know that.
2: Alabama beat Mississippi State, who's one of the most elite
1: defenses in the nation. Alabama beat them by 32. Now, Alabama, I know, has the second best offense, according to Ken Palm, but holy shit.
0: <laughs> All of a sudden, here we are. Alabama's at the top of the SEC. Yeah.
2: Which we've been saying almost the last three years now. Yeah. Washington State. Here's one we forgot about. We talked about the Pac-12
1: only getting three teams, and we didn't even mention Washington State. They beat Washington on the road in overtime. They're now 16 and six. Washington State might be the second best team in
2: the Pac-12 after Arizona.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're tied for second in the conference right now. Uh, beat Utah, beat Carol, beat Colorado, beat Washington. So. I think we had them, like, what, 5th or 6th in the conference?
2: Who? Washington State? Yeah. Let me pull up our Instagram while I post it. I think we had them
1: lower than 5th or 6th, because I was high on teams like Washington and a lot of those mid-tier teams. So, let's see, SEC rankings. SEC, no, Pac-12 rankings. I had Washington State 11th out of the 12 teams. I had them behind Arizona State and behind Stanford. I also had Utah eighth.
2: So,
1: I I went Arizona, USC, Colorado, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, then Calvin, Utah, Stanford, Arizona State, then Washington State.
0: Who would have thought USC would be last place in Pac-12?
1: You had Washington State last, twelfth out of 12. So, I mean, (laughs) this is another team. Every team we projected to be last in every major conference is going to make the tournament. South Carolina, Washington State, Bubba. I mean, it just sort of shows the unpredictability of the sports that no matter how much research you do and how much due diligence you put into it, that you're just – there's an unpredictability factor, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Shout out to uh, all major universities. If you want the one and done podcast, to put you last in our conference preview. Uh, Come hot ass. We can probably work something out.
2: Yeah, there you go. Maybe it's um, a one-and-done bump. So, yeah. okay. And then we already talked about Oregon losing to UCLA
1: and St. Mary's beating Zaga. Let's move on to Sunday. Purdue beat Wisconsin in a hell of a game. Obviously, Purdue was ranked second. Wisconsin was ranked sixth. Purdue and UConn, and I think the Field of 68 is the podcast I heard the song. Purdue and UConn are so good that they each have a top-ten team
2: in their conference and you still feel pretty comfortable that they're going to win the conference by multiple games yeah and that that's how i i think they'll by far the two best teams in the nation
0: yeah i mean that's it you would like to see the showdown between the two of them
2: villanova killed providence they got a
1: Machino win Illinois beat Nebraska after Nebraska beat Wisconsin. I don't know what they ought to make of this Nebraska team. I mean, I'm not faulting them for losing Illinois. Illinois might be. The Big Ten is really good, the top three, in terms of Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois. But then after that, you have what? The Northwestern-Nebraska team, and it kind of falls off after that. Um, I just don't know totally what to make of this Nebraska team.
0: No, I mean, they're probably playing a little bit above their heads, you know. And it's a well coached team by Fred Hoiberg. And um, <clears throat> they have a pretty soft uh, rest of the conference schedule. So I think Nebraska is probably going to play themselves into the tournament.
1: Yeah. I mean, they definitely deserve the way they're playing this year. And yeah, Arizona got revenge from Stanford. Don't have much to say about that. They just got the job done. Now, Monday, we already talked about Virginia beating Miami. Kansas State beating Kansas in overtime. And then obviously we talked about the few games today that transpired. Clemson over UNC. Wake Forest over Georgia Tech. Indiana beat Ohio State. So, yeah, I mean, otherwise I don't have anything else left for us. So, yeah, I suppose next episode we should, depending on our interview schedule in terms of a few players and coaches we're working on getting, We'll probably do for another bracketology show, I suppose. Unless we just wait till, you know, close to the selection Sunday. We could do that. Maybe around conference tournaments we could do a bracketology. But
2: Yeah, for sure. But okay. So this concludes this episode of the One and Dumb Podcast. You could
1: follow me on Twitter at the underscore NBA. Girl, that's N-B-A-G-E-L-L. You follow John on Twitter at John Simpson42. You could follow the One and Done podcast at one underscore and underscore done pod. Uh, Yeah, follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Again, I'm working on a couple interviews for us, so be on the lookout for that.
2: And John and I will talk to you guys next episode. Thanks for listening.